Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. shit we're back with season three finale for you this week folks god damn uh you know we've took a little time off it's been a while um we hope you enjoyed the ozzy osbourne episode i did uh you know diary of a madman i think it's one of his finest works yeah i mean it's up there maybe it's best it could be i don't know some asshole sniped the uh, <laughs> the only copy that would have been in the wild of, uh, <laughs> let's see, The Ultimate Sin, I think it was. Yeah, I was pretty stoked uh, to get that. I won't name the place because we might try to squeak a deal with them. We don't know. We found a pretty awesome local honey hole here. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, I know what I want to do before we get rolling this evening. Well, is it evening, midday? What the hell is it? We'll say midday. Okay, we're going midday. Uh, we've already partaked in some, uh, adult refreshments. We have. And I just want to send a big happy fucking birthday to Cousin Dave. Happy birthday, Cousin Dave. He's up there. Where's he at? He's up around the Akron area. He's drinking some of those, uh nine percent um cousin dave i'm just gonna <laughs> give you some words of advice buddy if you're into those nine percent what was he drinking the rangers yeah uh dude those ipas is gonna make your bank account go broke <laughs> now uh you know we we can't take the credit uh when you're throwing us under the bus telling your wife <laughs> that, that we're the reason uh your bank account's going down uh, uh for everybody that's listening i'm sure you've all done this you had a little bit too much to drink and then you are record shopping online and you wake up the next morning and you're like holy shit i okay. ordered a lot of records let me tell you how my <laughs> next morning usually goes um when i turn my phone on um that son of a bitch will have like 50 <laughs> fucking text messages between travis and cousin dave uh where cousin dave goes on a little bender uh, uh i guess a vinyl bender a vinyl is what bender. i want to say but hey, um, I'm sorry, Cousin Dave's wife, that uh, we, we rope-a-doped him back into getting into the vinyl scene. Can I just say, though, like he snagged Creatures of the Night. I'm super jealous about that. I know. That's a hard one that's to a, find. That's a good one, but, you know, I, I guess when you got it like Cousin Dave, you just say the hell with it. Yeah. I don't know. Someday we'll have Cousin Dave on the show. Yep. Hey, it could be season four we start having guests. That's I right. don't know. We we don't quite know where everything's going. Um. I don't know. The numbers are kind of all over the damn charts this year. Yeah, some episodes are up and down. We did just hit 3,500 listeners, so. Yeah, and I thought, didn't we pick up a new uh, a new country or something? Uh, we did. I can't remember where it was. I think we're just about to hit 25. I think we're at 24 countries now. Yeah, so it's going. I don't know. We don't know what the hell we're doing, folks. We just bring you the way we see stuff. 
We'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. Um, who knows? If the show would ever get picked up, hey, then this could be our full-time gig. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, then we could give big fuck yous to a few places. I know one I'd love to, but kind of can't. Much like Trent Reznor gave a big fuck you to somebody, but we'll get into that. You like how I segued that right in there <laughs> for you. I did. I know Travis was over there foaming at the mouth because he wanted to talk about that one, folks. <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. All right. So we are bringing you Nine Inch Nails Pretty Hate Machine. Um, there's a little variance here. Mm-hmm. Travis had the October 20th, 1989 OG copy. Yep. And I had Mr. Jordan Curran's. What's up, Jordan? I know you're listening out there. Um, I had his 2010 bicycle, uh, repress. And, uh, you know, so I did my notes off of that. But I'm going to let the cat out of the bag early this week. Yeah. Um, after doing what little show prep I did for this episode, yeah. um, it seems that in 2022, um, let's see, about November, um, they're going to drop a newly remastered, uh, Trent Reznor's got his hands all over it, uh, repress, so I am super excited to, uh, hear that when it comes out. Yeah, it'll be, uh, interesting to see what the difference is between the original this 2010 and then the 2022 remaster. Well, we will get into some of that today. Yep. Um, let's see. Well, basically, um, the beer segments out this week. Yeah, we're just drinking our uh, daily drinkers. Our, our normal stuff. Not that we had to tell you guys that, but hey, it's just too hard to find all the old swanky swag shit. Yeah, once we find good stuff, we'll have it on the episodes, but if we don't find something, we're not going to. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we won't bore you with all of our our uh, ice beer wars, as we like to call it around here at Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. Although I wouldn't say that there's a, a full on uh, there's an uneasy truce with the ice beers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the I think it's ice beers many, us zero. Yeah. I think is what that one boils down to. Yeah, but you know we got oh wait he's over there. I think is he. Mr. Smoking Computer, what's up, buddy? Well, here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one-ball man, and he's off the rodeo. I was not sure at all this morning when I fired this uh, Mr. Smoking Computer up. He was making some rickety-rackety. I didn't think he was going to make it. Uh, He's going to need about three shots and probably some turmeric and fish oil, I would say. I thought he was calling in sick. Eh, wouldn't be the first time the motherfucker didn't show up. All right, so how do you want to do the album cover and artwork on this one? Um, well, let's do. I mean, you're familiar, obviously, with the original album cover. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just do a grade for the uh, original and the, the reissue. All right. Well, you had the OG, so start it off. So, this is a weird one. I like both of these album covers, right? I think they're really cool. <laughs> right? And we did not rehearse any of this, folks. Um, the original is kind of iconic at this point. You know, it's got pretty stark it's got like that uh uh contrast like enhanced like red blue sort of with a black with the white text i thought it was more pink than red yeah yeah um and it's really cool looking and uh i give that one a four i actually like the cover and the reissue better i like this that starkness where it's just it's black and white in the uh i don't know i feel like it just cuts through i like it okay so we flip-flopped on that one (laughs) Um, I'm more of the purist on this one. I like the I like the OG cover better, and I think it was with the pink and the blue, um, just contrasting and yeah. with the black border. And I like the way that they did the writing on the first one better than on this one. This one looks like 
it's just kind of typed out with yeah remember that what the hell was those old rotary thingies that you put it on the letter and then you push it and to make those yeah. little stickers that's like what that little label maker yeah old school label makers folks like but, but here's the, the other 70s. thing though about this reissue you know it's the it's the gatefold the, the original's not it's just a single sleeve and it's yeah. just one record so i think this is a better looking package yeah this altogether. is a three-sided lp yeah um i mean you but, know but you can't go they both are great right they both look great yeah um it's a really well put together but reissue. as far as the cover goes um i gave the og a solid five yeah i always liked it and this one i'm, I'm leaning three and a half four on it i do like it because uh what was it um gary talpas did the og cover yeah um well no he did this one. He did the, the reissue. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of reinterpreted it. Yeah. You know, it looks cool. I just, like I said, I think I, I like the writing on the original better. Because honestly, I think the original, that was probably one of the first. I didn't, you know, I had the CD, of course. Yeah, so did I. But that one was like one of the first ones that you ever seen where the actual names were going like up and down. Vertically. And, yeah. yeah. There weren't many records like that. One thing I do overall, like when, when there's a nice well done reissue i do like it when the artwork is switched up a little bit oh yeah you know? I, I think it just adds to to the album yeah because a lot of times if it's you know one of your favorite bands you may have an og copy but you also might want to pick up the reissue that's been remastered or remixed or both right and so it's nice to add in that little different cover and i think this version of this reissue i think you can still find it for around 30 bucks yeah it's not something bad. like that and the only thing I would like to see, because this is such a nice package, it would have been cool if it was on like white vinyl or light gray vinyl, something, you know what or I mean? Silver. It would look sil cool yeah, on silver. Yeah, silver would be really cool. But, um, you know, colored vinyl aside, yeah. um, you know. That's my only like comment that it's it's a nice package. It really is. Yeah, and it's on um, 180. Yep. Um, And I know you can find uh, represses of the... um. OG, you can and you can find the OG copy. Um, you know what? Have you looked to see what they're going for right now? Uh, I did not. It's kind of all over the place. It's not as much as you would think, but um, it's one I don't feel confident giving a dollar amount on because yeah. if you look on Discogs or eBay or like if you're in a group on Facebook or some sort of social media, you're getting there's prices all over the place. It shoots the gamut here on beard brews and vinyl reviews. Yeah, folks. but <laughs> you know um, what? They can do their own research. Yeah. that's <laughs> We just kind of put it in your head, and you guys go out and do your own research. We don't get paid, so we can't, you know, take credit for all that shit. Um, but, you know, I mean, Trent Reznor, yeah. Ohio guy. Absolutely. I mean, come on. But I will say, I'm going to go on the record. Uh, speaking of this record, mm -hmm. was not a big fan the first few times I listened to it. Back in the day? Yeah, it took me a while. Um, you remember Mocon? Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, Jason. Um, he's the one that got me turned on to this. Oh, and really? At first, I hated it, and then he just played the shit out of it, and it grew on me, and uh, been a fan ever since. We had a so this is '89. I was a freshman in high school, and you know we were <clears throat> skaters, listened to punk and uh, thrash metal mostly at that time. But I went to a tiny high school in rural Ohio. And so there was a crossover. So we would hang out with like the, what would be goths now too, right? And then we learned about a lot of the 
uh, industrial music from those, you know, Ministry and Nitzareb and Nine Inch Nails and all the, the yeah. Classics. See, I was I I always liked Ministry. Oh yeah. But this one, it took a while for it to grow on me. But you know, I was a big hair metal, or I'm sorry, not hair metal. Well, hair metal, hair bands. Yeah. You know, I liked all of that stuff. Yeah. As if y'all haven't listened to any of our other shows <laughs> that we've done. But it is what it is. Um, strong tracks. You want me to start this one? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's a five. It's pretty easy there. Um, I this is one of those albums I could have done almost every song as a strong track, but I tried to narrow it down. Right, so obviously head like a whole terrible lie, sanctified, and then something I can never have. I thought those were the four that the biggest standouts. Mm, I have the same. I have a five on those, and I also added sin and ring finger in that mix. Nice. Um. But I know down the line here, I'm going to throw you for a loop. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. All right. Keeping it spicy. Right. That's almost like when we're playing darts, folks. We just kind of, we keep it spicy. You got to. Yeah. Um, we won't get into that. We'd, <laughs> we'd have to start a whole new show for just all the shit talking that goes on when we're playing darts. You have to check out our upcoming dart podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys are lucky to get this one anymore. Um, you know, we, we do like the fan feedback, which is non-existent these days. What happened to you guys? Uh, we're still the same, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So I guess that goes through strong tracks. Yeah. What, uh, so what is your favorite track? My favorite track, I gave it a five. Yeah. And it's always been That's What I Get. It's really? it's always been one of my favorites on this one. Yeah. I love the way that it builds up, and not to mention when I used to have my car with the big stereo in it, it used to hit pretty fucking good on that one. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, I yeah, I just always liked that one. Uh, it, it's a great song. It is. For this one, you know, I always try to not pick the single or, like, the big song, right? But sometimes it does happen. And so there's there's two songs on this record that are my favorite. Like, I like them probably about the same. I saved one for deep cuts uh and i just i picked it like a whole like i still think that's a great song you know it's the most rocking song on the record yeah um but i mean you could also went <clears throat> excuse me you could also went down in it on that one too yeah absolutely that's a great opener yeah it is um yeah, that's the thing too. Or like, no, I'm sorry. Head like a head like holes opener. opener, and then down in it's number three. But look at those first, really yeah, the yeah, first yeah. side, right? Like the first five songs there. The, the well, yeah, but on this, oh, it's this a, one, it's, it's a little, it's different. a little different. Yeah, that's right. Because you got three sides on this one. Um, and yeah. So the track listing for people listen. Head like a hole, terrible lie, down in it, sanctified, something I can never have. Like on the OG copy, that's side one. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. And like I said, this one, you know, it follows pretty much the same suit, except for, ta-da, you get a bonus fucking cut on this album. Yeah. You want to you tell them what it is or uh, you want to hold up? Nah, I'm going to get into that here in a little bit. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, wait. We are on number four, eh? Uh, yeah. Oh, well. Okay, so <laughs> normally this is the track to avoid rating. Mm-hmm. I'm going the track to discover rating. Oh, nice. Mixing it up. Yeah, you know me. I like to, I like to bring the sauce, as they say. I like it. Um, You know, Get Down, Make Love. Great fucking remake. Yep. I think it fits the album awesome. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think it was a B-side to Sin when they had the single. Oh, right. For that, I think it's what it was, and oh, yeah. they added it on this album. 
Um, it's great. I mean, it's a great industrial version of a, you know, I always thought it was a cool Queen song. Yeah. And I think it should have been on the OG pressing for sure. And I got another little tidbit. Yeah. That could have easily been Buffalo Bill's music in the Silence of the Lambs. Oh, shit. You know, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not for everyone. You mean Buffalo Bill? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yahtzee, he's going to have to put this one up on the uh, website for show. He just showed me a picture, folks. Uh. Keep an eye on the Facebook page. You might see uh, something. I cannot unsee it now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Moses. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, all right. <laughs> he does it all for free, folks. <laughs> all for free. I'll do track to avoid. Will you get me a uh, beer out of the... What beer would you like, sir? Uh, Sierra Nevada. Oh, There happens to be one right there. Excellent. Yeah, so track to avoid. This is the only song on the record that I, I don't really like. I still gave it a three. I feel like this song would have been better served as like a B-side on a single. Did I did I guess it right earlier? You, you did guess okay. it right. We were talking about, we don't try to give each other too much info, but sometimes we talk before we start recording. This song, I think, should have been a B-side on a single. I agree with Brandon. Get Down, Make Love should have been on the original pressing of the record, but it's uh kind of I want to. like. Yeah, that one... It doesn't fit with the feel of the record. It sounds like a dance song. Yeah. And it it's almost just like it was a filler piece on the OG even. I kind of feel like I was telling Martha this. She was listening to the copy I have is actually hers. Um, that's my partner. Uh, she has an OG copy. It's it's her one of her favorite all time bands. But I told her it feels like to me, it might have been like the first song he wrote. You know and, what I mean? And didn't quite know which direction he exactly. was taking it. Yeah. He did do this uh album. Trent did uh, like in after hours. He was yeah, he was working at that studio in Cleveland, right? And yeah, he would do it when they weren't having anybody in the studio and stuff like that. So he just kind of worked on it. I think when he had free time in the studio. Yeah, which hey, if you got access to a fucking studio, absolutely have at it. You know, everybody wants to do podcasts these days. Mm-hmm. Try it out, kids. See what it's all about. <laughs> um, what do you got for deep cuts? Well, deep cuts on this one, um, I gave it a five. Um, I, I just said I, the whole album. Yeah. I mean, even though I agree with you on your track to avoid, yeah. I mean, I can go either way on that. And I agree. Would you give it a three? Yeah. I agree totally with that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just think the album as a whole, um, you know, it's not for everyone, um, but I, I love it. You know what? You're right. It's not for everyone, but like, I feel like Nine Inch Nails are almost into like that, that Beastie Boys territory where you can put it on and everybody's like, "Cool." You and, know what I mean? Well, that too. And it to me, um, I you know I lost track of. I I kind of got out of them the later as they went. Yeah. But if you take this album, the let's see, what was the one with March of the Pigs? Downward Spiral. Right. No. Broken? Broken. Yeah. That was the one with the flames. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had that. So you take Broken. It was kind of the same but different. Yeah. And then you got the downward spiral. Then you got the further down the spiral. And what was the one? With teeth? Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, you know, Trent, he just kind of always evolved. And that was one cool thing about him because 
it wasn't like, oh, God, this is going to sound just like the rest last record. And none of them, I don't think, all, none of them sound the same. No, they don't. That, and that's what was always cool about Nine Inch Nails. I, I agree with you. I kind of, you know, love this album. I always have. My interest in Nine Inch Nails kind of waned a bit, right? And I didn't start getting back into him until Trent started doing soundtracks. You know, I love soundtracks, mm-hmm. right? So he and Atticus Ross, who's uh other, I guess, only permanent member of Nine Inch Nails-ish, uh, and it's fantastic. Like, he does great stuff. Like, he did also, I'm getting out in the weeds a little bit here, but um, John Carpenter is one of my favorite composers, and there's a Trent Reznor version of the original Halloween song, the theme song that he did. It's on vinyl. Uh, it's awesome. It's amazing. Anyways. And, and, I mean, you could go down the list of stuff yeah. he's done for people, but oh, that yeah. wasn't our purpose for this episode. So, hey, once again, do your own fucking research, people. <laughs> But no, um, and you know, the thing is, I think if you, if you're not a huge fan of Nine Inch Nails, give it a shot and don't just dismiss it. Just keep re-listening to it. And I'm telling you, if if you end up liking it, you're going to be a fan for life and it'll probably be your favorite Nine Inch Nails album. Yeah, it's pretty great. And you know, Trent Reznor is one of those guys that other musicians like, like it's. It, yeah. He seems like he's a super cool guy. Yeah. And plus his dad. Um, his dad is a uh, Reznor heaters, mm-hmm. um, you know, for like buildings and shit like that. That's what his dad did. And uh, I don't know if any of you have, you have seen the uh, Dave Grohl directed documentary Sound City about that studio. And yeah, I, I seen it a long time ago. But there's a big section there when he's talking about Trent Reznor because in that he and Trent and Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age jam on a song. And you're talking about three like pretty heavyweight dudes there, right? Oh yeah. And they both defer to Trent Reznor like the whole song, and then you see Dave talking about how smart Trent Reznor is, and you know how talented he is, and all that. It's, it's cool. Well, and plus, didn't um, shit. How many people got their start in Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could just, lot. I mean, it just it's you know, crazy. Richard Patrick from Filter is probably the most famous one. Right? Well, and then. Uh, what um people from this went on to Marilyn Manson yep, that's and, right. um there's a few others too like stuff bleeds from Manson to Rob Zombie yeah. I mean it's it's nuts yeah absolutely you know and that's the thing if if there was never no Trent Reznor you wouldn't have had Marilyn Manson yep and you know how huge that was when that came out and then all right last thing I'll say since we're way out in the woods right here uh did you see a few years ago when he inducted The Cure into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I missed it. So, you, Brandon and I both love The Cure. Keep an eye out for season four. Uh, but Trent Reznor inducts The Cure, and he's and it's really awesome. But he's saying there would be no Nine Inch Nails without The Cure. Yeah. Right? So, that's what we try to get across to people is, you know, just because you like a certain thing doesn't mean that it doesn't cross over into other areas. You know, then that's the thing. I try to listen to music really with an open mind because you never know what the hell it's going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's great to go back and listen to the folks you're listening to. Listen to what they listen to. Right. Because this is my bitch. I'm going to go on a rant real quick. Is people get pigeonholed into I only like this. Well, you kind of you got to back up and see who they liked. And, you know, it just. And, you know, you might find something that you really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I've brought records over here. You know, Brandon says, you know, he's hair metal and, and classic 80s and hair rock and stuff. I brought records over here that are like, you know, post-metal and doom stuff. And he's like, 
that's fucking good. You know what I mean? You got to keep an open mind. He'll play stuff for me, like some obscure late 70s band that I missed out on. I'm like, fuck, yeah. Like somehow I missed out on Fastway, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned for season four, folks. We're trying. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but somehow I missed Fastway. But, but see, to me, that's what I, I think is cool because we both dig music. Yeah. And I know some shit, you thumb your nose up, nope, I'm not fucking listening to it. And if I tell you, hey, look, just give it a fucking shot, you'll like it. Yeah. Nine times out of fucking ten, you end up liking it, you know? Yeah, it's good to... It's, we all pigeonhole ourselves a lot, more than we think we do with what we're listening to, But the right? thing is, there's some people in the vinyl groups that, you know, I ain't gonna give them no props on this show, but... There's albums they're throwing up there that, oh, this sucks and that sucks. And it's like, that album's fucking loaded with shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then that, to me, that's when you get into that crossover area of, well, um, you know, we're not making no money doing jack shit, so we're just going to shit on everything else, yeah. you know? And we've had people shit on our show. And the thing is, we never set out to set the fucking world on fire. We're just two guys that like to drink beer and talk shit about music. And we essentially, this whole podcast started because this is what we do. <laughs> we talk yeah. about music and records while we're drinking beer. And you guys get to join the journey. Yeah. And if not, fuck it. We'll still do it without anything. It, it, it's, you know, it's, yeah, hopefully along the way we turned you on to something that you hadn't heard yeah. or hadn't heard in a long time and, or hadn't listened to the whole record. And right? if we get you into... You're collecting vinyl. You know, hit us up on the Facebook page and yeah. let us know. I yeah, mean, absolutely. that's why we're doing this. And I'm just going to tell you, I know we're kind of out there a little bit, yeah. so I'll just continue with it. But Walmart has been putting out some fucking fire here lately. I mean, we've talked about it. I fucking hate Walmart, but those <laughs> exclusives. They're putting uh, out some fire, man. It's its pretty impressive what, what they're putting out right um, now. Yeah, because what, last week I found the uh, green mm-hmm. Black Crow Shake Your Money Maker. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Uh, Friday. I found the uh, ACDC Live yep. that they had. I Which, mean, Friday, uh, we were playing darts, and we listened to both records, all four sides, front to back, and it's amazing. It's it's a great pressing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't give a shit where you buy your vinyl. If, if you can find places to get it, get it. I support local when I can. Yep. But I'm telling you, I could go down to our local shops right now, and they don't have... Well, they might have the Black Crows, but I've never seen ACDC Live. Well, if they have the Black Crows, it's going to be an OG copy, and you're going to pay almost twice what you just paid. Well, either that or it's a, it's a repress. It's yeah. just on black vinyl, which, you know, that's fine. But, you know, when I seen Walmart had the green one, I was like, that's badass. But, yeah, we always support your local record store first, but you don't have to buy everything from there because you can't. So, you know what no. I mean? No. I mean, well, shit, you went to the local place the one day and you said you could easily drop like four or five hundred bucks in there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. This new honey hole we found, like, I don't know where this guy gets his records, but they're pristine and they're not overpriced. They're adequately priced. They're fairly priced. And then his stock turns over and it's always good. Like, sometimes you'll find a shop and you're like, oh, this is great. You go back and it's all just blown out. There's nothing there. Or shit that somebody else got in there way before everybody else and they've picked through everything. Yeah, this uh, turnover is regular and you go in and it's like... Well, that's like the other day. Keela was out, my wife, Trav's sister, and she picked up, uh, what was it? The one Donna Summer Mm -hmm. album with the hot hot stuff. stuff. She found it for a buck and it looks like it's brand fucking new. 
Yeah. You know, so there are deals you can find out there, but they're hard to get these days. Yeah, you just got to search them out. I mean, there's some of the final prices are insane right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and you know, I know sometimes um, some of the cheaper stuff I find at the record stores is some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Boskags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. You all can hate on it all you want. You may hear it in season four. I don't know. Um, all right. So my my deep cut, I gave it a five. It's something I can never have. Um, th- this song, I think, is what Nine Inch Nails would become. Like, to me, this, you know what I mean? This is what he was going for. And That's it, my second favorite on the album. Yeah. Um, it, it's just really well done. Um, and it, you know, like that. My track to avoid kind of I want to sounds like that was what he was writing early on. feels like something I can never have, have was one of the last songs he wrote for this record. And yeah, because I, I think he came into his groove yeah. on what he wanted. Um, which takes us to production overall sound. Well, I gave uh, the 2010 Bicycle Repress. I, I mean, it's clean. Yeah. It, it, I thought it had great punchy bass. Uh, the vocals are crisp. I think it's got well-balanced mids and highs. Um, this, to me, is what the album always should have sounded like. Yeah. Um, I always thought, well, and like I said, I'm comparing it to the CD, but I'm also comparing it to if you pull it up on Amazon or wherever. It always sounded muddy. The levels were just kind of down in the dirt. That's it right there. And um, this one, they... They boosted it. They boosted it. Yeah. It, it sounds great. Um, and then you had something you wanted to add on. I did, yeah. So, but did you give it a four or five then? I gave it a five. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did the OG, and it's you know he produced it himself. He had help with, with Flood and, and uh, a couple other people help along the way, but it's essentially Trent um, doing it mostly himself. Uh, and it sounds, it does sound great. You know, I I clean mine on my Spin Clean, and then. You know, it's a 33-year-old record. It sounds great. Le- overall level is low. Yeah. Right? but And so, that I mean, that's a great candidate. I'm glad they did a good job with the reissue to boost those levels. But see, we've talked about that on some other stuff before, too. Yeah. Like, uh, like in the Kicks episode. Yep. The original, the way the Kicks album, um, Blow, Blow My Fuse, was, them levels were low. So I think that was just something that the industry was doing at the time. You know, it totally was. It's like the last half of the 80s into the first yeah. half of the 90s. Like, you get so many vinyl pressings, and it's we're, we're always talking about it. Like, the levels are just so low. But I'm telling you, you put this up against uh, the... Well, like I said, I did it against the original CD. Yeah. And it's like night and day. It's like you did put it through a spin clean and wipe the mud off of yeah. it. Because I, I always thought the OG was, it just, it to me, it just, the levels weren't where they needed to be. But this really is a great example if you're a huge fan to having to own the OG and the reissue. Because oh, yeah. they, they are different, both the packaging and then the sound. They are different. And they're both great. Um, but speaking of the packaging, one thing I was laughing about right before we started recording. Dun, dun, dun. Inside the, the, in the breaking reissue, news, breaking news. Do, 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 do. In the uh, the liner notes, which are very sparse, there's not much in there. There's a typical uh, thank you section when um, he thanks you know handful of people, and then right below that there's a fuck you section when he <laughs> tells a couple people in his former label to fuck off. Trent Reznor, <laughs> that my friend is balls, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, we fucking loved it. And we were laughing about it. That's to me too, because he fought with freaking tvt forever yeah. for the rights to his own fucking shit man yeah. 
which is crazy because he had multiple offers on this yeah. record, right? And TVT wasn't known for putting out this kind of music, right? So no, they, they were like they put out like fucking commercial jingles and yeah, shit or yeah. something. But you know, in the end, I think Trent won the battle on that one. Hopefully, oh yeah. Um, so what do you give the uh, overall listening experience then? I gave it a five. Yeah. Surprise. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that the levels are boosted on this one. Um, I really want to check out the coming soon expanded remaster that Trent's working on. And um, it's supposed to come out, I think, in November of 2022. But probably with pressing delays, it'll probably be more into 2023, I'd say, when that reality is. Um, and uh, I think, to me, this is probably one of the best industrial albums ever made. Yeah, Thank you, Trent Reznor. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I gave it a five as well. I mean, it's it's a classic. You know what I mean? It's an absolute classic album, I mean, and it's Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, you know, and, like, and he's an Ohio boy, folks. We like it. Um, but it is it is great. It holds up absolutely. I thought it held up very well. Um, it's just I hadn't list, sat down and listened to the whole record for quite a while, and last night I listened to it, and it was just a blast. Hmm. Right. Oh yeah, I love I loved it. I mean, it just takes you right back, yeah, to where you were when you you know really was playing it all the time. I thought it totally does. Um, you ever see him live? Uh, no, but I got to send a. I'm I want to pull a Trent Reznor here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull a big fuck you <laughs> to uh, Mr. Big J. Uh, where he's out of Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Big J. Um. Thanks for nothing, buddy. And I better get a fucking T-shirt. I'll let Travis clear that up, but I better get a fucking T-shirt. Uh, so I had never somehow I had never seen them. It seems like I may have at some point. And we love you, it. Big J, but I'm still busting your fucking nuts. Um, so what Brandon's talking about down here in Raleigh at the end of April, Nine Inch Nails is coming here and playing in the outdoor amphitheater downtown. Um. That show sold out immediately, like, you know, everything on this uh, tour has so far. Big J gives me a call, and he says, hey, what are you doing? Or texts me and said, hey, what are you doing April 23rd? And I said, I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm doing tomorrow. I don't know. He's like, I'm going to Nine Inch Nails. I got his tickets. We're going. <laughs> and that's funny, because the day you told me that, um, Jordan, Mr. Jordan Curran, who lent me this copy of uh, Pretty Hate Machine, he uh, he was telling me his buddy was on a damn wait list to get tickets and they never got them it's so weird because he was like how the hell did your friend get them i said fuck big j probably got pulled somewhere well he tried to get cleveland tickets as well and but that one he didn't and then he switched to try and he got rally so hey all i know big j is i better get a fucking t-shirt hey but that cleveland show it's the only one ministry's opening and that's so funny you just said that because right before we got into the ever seen them live I was going to tell you, this is probably my number one industrial album, and Ministry Psalm 69 is probably my number two. Um, You know, Ministry is touring right now for the 30th anniversary of A Mind is a Terrible Thing, uh, and they've got the Melvins and COC opening, and they're playing in Columbus on my birthday, but I don't know if I'm going to go because of COVID. Uh, 
And they're playing down here on the 18th. Yeah, but you're fucking in tight with Pepper. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the motherfucker posing <laughs> with Pepper out in Vegas, you know, Hillman smoking computer went out there and smoking computer ended up in Tijuana and it, that, that's a whole nother fucking fiasco, folks. Yeah, he's been on a serious uh, uh, antibiotic since then. I don't know. Like I said, whew, he's, he's a, I don't know. It's smoking computer. He brings the show to you every week. Um, well, thanks everybody for season three. Yeah, uh, season three. I'm gonna call it in the can. Yeah. Um, you know, as always, we never do very much fucking research. We we like for you guys to expand your horizons, and enhance your levels of sophistication on your own. That's right. So sometimes we don't give you all the nitty gritty on everything. But we don't. I'm telling you, if uh, you're a big fan, if you're kind of on the fence. Give this album a shot. Um, I like it. I I think it's their best work, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, like I said, you know, Broken's great. I mean, you know, Trent was always experimenting. Yep. And it it was cool. But yeah, we uh, we think uh, I don't know. We'll bring you season four here sometime. Yeah, I don't think we're going to wait as long as we no, did between two and three. Honestly, if we're talking brass tacks, I think the long wait last summer kind of fucking nailed us to the ground a little bit. Yeah, so stay tuned for season four. It'll be pretty soon. But, you know, hey, you know, keep drinking, folks. We we, we, uh, we love it when y'all supporting local breweries, big breweries. We don't give a shit. Just drink. Support your local record store. Cousin Dave, quit buying all the damn Kiss catalog. What's he going to get after uh, he gets all the Kiss? That's the question. Right. Um, yeah, maybe uh, season four we'll have, oh, maybe some guests on finally. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I still wear the shit out of my uh, Nursey Knits hat. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yep. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It is what it is. Hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com or on the Facebook page if if old fuckbook ain't kicking us off. Yeah, we were in Facebook jail for a while. I do not know why. So <laughs> I post I, I posted the thing with the fake band from the Humera commercial. <laughs> and I'm sorry, if I see it on TV that the lady's shitting her fucking pants <laughs> and she can't show up to do the fucking show, I got the right to post it on Facebook. I think that's what got us in Facebook jail. You know, fuck them. Um, but, but the funny thing, I, I saw that meme other places, too. No shit. And, those, you know. and then we get nailed for it. Yeah. And then they're trying to say, well, you're not you. How the fuck do they know we're not? <laughs> I don't know. Them fucking, that fact checking shit, they just need to quit the shit and let people fucking talk on there like they used to. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so we'll see everybody in season four. All right. Um, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And... If you don't like Nine Inch Nails, we're going to give you a big Trent Reznor to TVT. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you. you. I think I caught Trav off guard <laughs> with that one, folks. But hey, we will catch you here season four coming up. Yep. Bye. <laughs>